Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and thank you for joining me here on the Long Live Hollywood Podcast. My name is Aaron. Man, I just woke up from a three-hour nap. I just took a, a walk not too long ago. I like to speed up the walk, like a nice little speedy walk. I walk every other day. I, I literally have no workout schedule. It's just literally every other day. But this one in particular... Once I got back home, took a shower and everything, got on my bed and just laid down and I slept for three hours. That is one of the best naps you can take. A post-workout nap. I will put it up there with the time that I flew from California back home to Michigan and I was extremely jet-lagged. Good thing I had the next couple of days off because... I slept for about five hours when I got home, and it took me a while to really get my to get my sleeping pattern back. I feel so good right now. That nap was exactly what I needed. I just been ripping and running. Went to a couple of Best Buys. I bought Promising Young Woman on Blu-ray. That's nominated for Best Picture. In the case of other movies that I haven't seen, that's nominated. I still haven't seen Minari. The Father, and Judas and the Black Messiah. I believe those movies are going to be released after the Oscars. I do think that they are available for streaming on Amazon, so I may do that. That's what's been going on in terms of what I've just done, I guess I, I guess you can say. The Oscars are going to take place this Sunday. Very exciting. I can't get to the Oscar Gala this year at the Maple Theater because obviously the pandemic and frankly it has been canceled. So just to have to do what I can at home. I may throw some salmon on the grill, may fry some, some chicken wings, a few other things, get the popcorn, get the chips, and watch the Oscars. I'm just that kind of guy when it comes to the Oscars. I just... I love celebrating movies. Oh, yeah, and also um, I downloaded the Resident Evil Village demo. Still have yet to play it. I hear great things about it. I can't wait to get that going. And uh, one more thing before I get to the movies. I've read the very first Game of Thrones book. The very first novel. Now I am on to A Clash of Kings. I know that the next book that is supposed to come out and it's been in development for over 10 years, is the book The Winds of Winter. And people are wondering if the book is even going to come out at all, or if it has been canceled. A lot of controversy with George Martin in that book. Okay, let's get to the movies that I have seen recently. I haven't seen too many movies this past week. I did see Concrete Cowboy with Caleb. McLaughlin and Idris Elba that one's on Netflix that was a pretty good movie um wasn't too crazy about it very educational I did learn a lot but overall execution of the movie I thought it was just all right I know it's a direct adaptation from the book Ghetto Cowboy I do want to check out the book and see if it's better than the movie or I'm just 
I guess you can say I'm just curious about the source material. And uh, also, I've seen uh, the fourth... Are we on the fourth or fifth episode of Falcon? I think fourth episode? Yeah. Whatever the latest episode is. I think it's fourth or fifth episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. At the end, you get that... No, This is not a, a spoiler, but it was like a teaser of a, like a case that opens up and then credits. Whatever episode that is, whatever number episode that is, that is the current one. I enjoyed that. Let's get into the topics. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, the very first season, is going to cost $465 million. That number is larger than the entire trilogy, which cost, I think, altogether $281 million. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. So this one season, $465 million cost more than the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King combined. That's insane. The Hobbit movies were a little bit more expensive. Uh, Unexpected Journey had a budget of $180 million. The Destillation of Smaug had a budget of $100. 91.2 million dollars and Battle of the Five Armies had 300 million dollars. So altogether those films are worth 671,200,000. Lord of the Rings the series is going to take place a thousand years before The Hobbit. All of the actors that are confirmed to star I haven't seen any of their work. They are all brand new to me, so I can't really speak on them. You know, Return of the King, back in 2004, won all 11 Oscars. It completely swept the Oscars. The Fellowship of the Ring won four Oscars, and The Two Towers won only two. Can you believe Sean Connery was on the table for Gandalf? He turned it down because he didn't understand the script. So it went to Ian McKellen. Originally, Peter Jackson wanted Daniel Day-Lewis to play Aragorn, but he was just uninterested. Peter kept on offering him more money, more money, more money, then eventually he just gave up. He shifted his focus onto the actor Russell Crowe, but at the time Russell was doing the movie A Beautiful Mind... Then a few more actors were taken into consideration, and then somehow it got down to Viggo Martinson. That's the guy who actually plays Aragorn in the movies. I still need to get Lord of the Rings on 4K. I hear the quality is just amazing. I think Amazon has it for 89, maybe 90 bucks. It might be on sale. Gotta get Lord of the Rings on 4K. I remember when The Fellowship of the Ring actually came out. Me and my buddies, we used to always talk about it at church. At church, there was this little, um, this, uh, this, uh, tradition, this sleepover where this guy who had this huge house, he would let all the, I guess the youth department come crash out of his house for like a day or like a night or so every year. And we'll just... You know, play like 
N64 and played pool. He had a whole lot of stuff. But that particular year when that movie came out, we were just all over Fellowship of the Ring. We even had like um, like t- little tiles, like little capes that were uh, similar to like Frodo, Beggins, and, and Sam. So we, we were pretending to be like little hobbits and stuff. We were such geeks for Fellowship of the Ring. Lord of the Rings Season 1 costing $465 million. I'm still excited for this. I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. I cannot wait for this to come out. Home Alone is back on track for Disney+. Plus. Now, I know this is for the kids. This is not for me. This is for a brand new generation. I already have my Home Alone movies. My thing is, you know, with... With Disney, with all these reboots, 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 they get really overwhelming. But I have no problem with this reboot. It's not for me. It stars uh, a new kid named, his name is Archie Yates. He's going to play a character named Max. It's directed by Dan Mazur. Kenan Thompson has a role in it. Home Alone is very near and dear to me. I've really liked Home Alone. I love Home Alone 1 and 2. Did you know that Robert De Niro was supposed to play Harry? But I guess he turned it down. And did you know in Home Alone 1, when Kevin put that tarantula on Marv's face, Marv mimed that scream. He didn't scream for real. He didn't do it raw. Because in reality, if he was to put that tarantula on his face and screamed for real, that tarantula would have just jumped off. And he did it in one take. Which makes sense, because if you were to put a tarantula on my face... I'm only going to do that for one take. Furthermore, I'll even try to get out of that whole scenario. You're going to have to just put an artificial tarantula on me. Pet tarantulas are really not that dangerous. They just look scary. They do bite, but it's not that bad. It's no more than a bee sting, even though I would argue that is very painful. Um, But it's usually if they're handled wrong. If you put a pet tarantula on your shoulder, now, I, I notice I said pet tarantula. I don't know about tarantulas like out in the forest and jungles and stuff, but the common pet tarantula, if you were to put it on your shoulder or your chest, if you don't harm it, you should be fine. They are venomous. They can be venomous, but their venom isn't designed to kill humans. At best, you'll get like an allergic reaction or some itching. I still wouldn't get a pet tarantula. My friend has one. I all power to him. He's that kind of person that is a real animal lover. He's got a bearded dragon, a tarantula. He got the fish. So he's just that kind of person. Tarantulas are not for me. I've always wanted to go to Duncan's Toy Chest. I've never been to New York. But did you know that Duncan's Toy Chest does not exist? It was made up just for the sake of the movie. And as we see Duncan's Toy Chest... We think that it's in New York, but that part of the film was filmed in Chicago. So not only does that store does not exist, that location does not exist. I used to watch Home Alone. I still do. What am I talking about? I watch Home Alone every year. One of my favorite scenes in Home Alone, if not my favorite scene in any Home Alone movie, period, is the scene where... The hotel employees realizes that 
Kevin's card is stolen. So they chase him all the way up to his room. And then that TV comes on. Hold it right there. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. And I loved when the guy said, one, two. And the employees, they jump and they just dive out into the hallway. And, and they actually think they were being shot. And their army crawling down the hallway. Stay in your rooms. This is an emergency. There's an insane gas with a gun. I own the actual talk boy from Home Alone 2. I sure do. I got it as a present for completing kindergarten. On the same day after the ceremony, my parents drove me to Toys R Us and bought it for me. What's cool is I have a cabinet. It's a clear cabinet. It's a three-tier glass cabinet. I call it my nostalgia cabinet. And in that cabinet, I have things that remind me of my childhood. Things that, that I accumulated from my childhood. So in that cabinet I have the talk boy. I think I have my first uh I think like a first edition uh like Kangaskhan Pokemon card holograph holographic along with my Pokemon card binder. Um I also have my first baseball glove. My baseball that I got from Tiger Stadium when it was actually a stadium. I have the VHS trilogy of Star Wars, and items like that. I call it my nostalgic cabinet. And the talk boy is in there. I don't have the actual tape. I've lost that many years ago. It's my own little museum. Everything that's in there are very significant things that I accumulated from my childhood. It reminds me of how great my childhood was. The Home Alone reboot. I know it's not for me. It's for the next generation. A lot of reboots. It is what it is. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer just dropped. It looks really nice. Marvel did say that this movie is going to have the best action of any Marvel movie. Those are big words. I don't know anything about Shang-Chi. This is this character is completely new to me. I've heard of him, obviously, but I don't know any type of I don't, I don't know too much of his past. I do know that his name um I think it means the rising and advancing of the spirit. Yeah. Uh it's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. He directed Just Mercy. I like, um, yeah, it, it it definitely, it sparks my interest. I'm not completely crazy about it. I just have to see a little bit more, read it a little bit more. I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see all the Marvel tie-ins. It's just, uh, this character is just so new to me. So I guess I don't have that much anticipation as of right now. But I am open for new characters and I think having new characters is important it's good to diversify some stuff you don't want to just watch 50 Captain America movies 50 Thor movies and 50 Iron Man movies so every now and then you throw in a new character like Shang-Chi the trailer again it does look nice they say the best action of any 
Marvel movie, I'm wondering, is the action, is it going to be on a, now this is a stretch, is the action going to be on a Bruce Lee level? Because Shang-Chi is inspired by Bruce Lee. I would love to see some Enter the Dragon-like action, a little bit of Chinese connection, Fist of Fury. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now I am curious. I want to track down some of his best stories, some graphic novels, and read about them. I would love to read into some of his backstory before I get into the movie. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming out September the 3rd. I do miss going to comic book conventions. The biggest convention in my state is Motor City Comic Con. I go there every year. I've been going there every year for at least 10 years, maybe 12. That is the biggest one in the state. It's very, it's very, uh, not to be, not to sound corny, but it's very showy. It's the most showy, meaning that you do have a lot of actors, a lot of uh, writers and, and artists. I remember Stan Lee was there one time. Boy, that year. That year was a zoo. I'm I do miss going to Motor City. I used to collect comic books. I used to collect it in in mass quantities when I was a kid. I don't collect as much now. I have over a thousand books. I usually read my comics in trade forms, just because just space, so I can just put the book on the shelf rather than just sticking in a box. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I do miss it, especially, you know, given the pandemic, it kind of missed it a little bit more. But one day, we'll be back to the conventions. Uh, Motor City on their Facebook page, they did say that they may be doing it, but later on in the year, they usually have Motor City every May, but we got the notice and hopefully sometime I'm guessing October, November, where everybody is mostly vaccinated and will be closer to normal. Hopefully, uh, even then, I, I'm I'm still going to be cautious because when it comes to conventions, it's always shoulder to shoulder. Keeping your social distance at a convention is impossible. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it. Castlevania is ending after four seasons. I'm okay with it. I'll tell you why. If you don't have a story to tell, don't try to create a story. If you know that your story is going to end by season four, don't milk it. I'll just take four seasons. I'd rather have a interesting, well-paced, entertaining story that is short rather than something that's just long and milked, and unnecessary. I am completely on board with this. And I hear that the next series is going to be a brand new story in the same universe with new characters. Who these characters are have not been confirmed. I am completely fine with all this. I enjoyed Richard Armonich as Trevor Beaumont. I enjoyed all of the other actors and actresses that lended their voices to this series. I am completely fine with this. This whole Castlevania series, it's actually been in post-production for 10 years. 
before I even got on Netflix. The script is written by uh, Warren Ellis. He is a comic book writer. The only thing that I've read from Warren was Astonishing X-Men and Black Summer. Very talented writer. Castlevania Season 4 is coming out on May 13th. Not too long ago, HBO tweeted out to their fans, Winter is coming. Like, there's supposed to be, like, a big reveal or something. And what's funny, all of the fans, all of the people who tweeted back, they're saying, does that mean that you're going to remake Season 8? Because we all know, we all remember how Season 8 went down. It was a complete letdown. And, you know, at this point, HBO really needs to stop talking about Game of Thrones. They need to just focus on House of the Dragon. Focus on the spinoffs. Not only do I blame the writers, I blame HBO for hiring these writers. These writers, uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, they were in a hurry. HBO knew that they were in a hurry. They were on their way to make the Star Wars movies. So they had a tight schedule. They asked for six episodes. HBO was willing to give them more episodes. HBO should have just looked for different writers. I would have took a delayed season versus a season that is just rushed and unfulfilling. Six episodes, and some of the episodes were like 75 minutes, 80 minutes. It still didn't matter. All of the character arcs ruined. Story ruined. Night King was just nothing. Battle of Winterfell lasted only one episode, where realistically it should have lasted at least two episodes. I don't even like talking about the season. Even though Game of Thrones is still my favorite show of all time, but, you know, when I try to rewatch it on 4K, I just know how it's going to end. It's kind of like um, how I feel about Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. Episode 7 is fine, but the other two, it's to a point where I don't even like to say that they're canon to the Star Wars trilogy. If HBO is going to remake season 8, they will have to bring back all of the actors. These actors and actresses, they all have their own projects. They have to somehow free up their whole schedule to come back for, what, 10 episodes. At least none of these actors are older than what they used to look like. They they look pretty much identical to what they look like and in season eight meaning that they haven't aged up that much it definitely wouldn't come out for a long time you got house of the dragon coming out and then you have the other spinoffs that's coming out hbo just really needs to stop talking about game of thrones there is no way that they can talk about game of thrones and we won't feel that that punch in the gut from season eight I saw the finale of season 8 at a movie theater, and that whole theater was pissed off. At the end of the episode, we had a Q&A, uh, the guy that was hosting it, and we were all just trashing it because we didn't know what the hell we just saw. The only thing that I really liked about the final season was the cinematography, the music, and uh, the acting. The actors did their jobs. 
the writers D.B. Weiss and Benioff, man, because they were scheduled to go to Comic-Con and they they bailed out and saying that their schedules is, is too is too full right now. They can't make Comic-Con. People were just trashing them on Twitter and on the internet. They couldn't they couldn't show their faces anymore. Season 8 won Best Drama Series. And they won it over Better Call Saul, uh, This Is Us, Ozark, Poise, Bodyguard, Killing Eve, and Succession. They got the Emmy. HBO, just focus on House of the Dragon. That's all you need to focus on right now is House of the Dragon. Don't talk about Game of Thrones. Ever. House of the Dragon. Focus on that. Focus on the script. Get the right writers. Make sure they have the schedule. Give us something amazing. There's a couple of spinoffs in the works. We have uh, the animated series, The Tales of Dunkin' Egg, Nine Voyages, and 10,000 Ships. I would love to trade The Tales of Dunkin' Egg for a remake of Season 8. I kind of feel like that's something we don't need. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. We are approaching the end of the episode. Now is the time where I start to think about food. I usually eat dinner after the episode. What do I have in my refrigerator? I don't know. I really can't tell you. I could make some baked chicken. Mashed potatoes. I do have that. Or I can go out and get something, which I really don't want to do. But you got to do what you have to do. I just don't want to shop for food. I hope I have something in my refrigerator or freezer or something like that. I don't want to go to a Kroger or Walmart or something like that. I don't feel like shopping right now. I still have to play that Resident Evil Village demo. Can't wait to start that up. I honestly don't know what to eat. It sucks that we are in a pandemic. If we didn't have a pandemic right now, what would I eat? I would go to Mongolian barbecue. They're probably still open with restrictions, but I'm not willing to do that at this time. I want to get my vaccine shots. I also wouldn't mind grabbing some nachos. I am very fortunate to have a Subway that's down the street. Subway is one of my favorite restaurants. It's down the street. It's only like a five-minute drive. Here's the only problem. That Subway is the worst Subway that I've ever been to. The service is horrible. There's only two people in the store, meaning that if both of those people were to call off, the store closes. Nine times out of ten, I have to drive to to the next subway, which is about 10-15 minutes down the street. But I am hungry, so I'm going to have to make something happen. Something indeed happen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Don't park in the handicapped spot if you're not handicapped. Don't try to parallel park if you can't parallel park. Have your money ready when you're trying to check out at Walmart. 
Be well and take care.